station on the net. This is a free download. Internet radio. You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast with Mike, Fritz, Trish, and Tina. Listen to us live on the Mixler app. Also, be sure to follow us on iHeartRadio and you will never miss an episode. the God Stories Radio. This is session 136. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. All right, I made it. <laughs> I made it through the greeting. <laughs> All right. Woo. Well, that's okay. We're going to give you a pass since we're having a hurricane oh, in Florida. Oh my gosh, I think I'm having a hurricane in my head. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> this, yeah, it goes without saying, you know. Well, it doesn't take much, you know, to scrabble me. <laughs> I'm excited about tonight's show. I don't know about you guys, you know, in the, uh, you know, with the uh, pending Irma right. here. I'm just glad to be having the show. I'm expecting and praying a hedge of protection around Florida Amen. and that uh, we're going to, you know, be spared and pray for protection. Uh, in fact, you know, let's, let's just pray right now. Sounds yeah. good to me. Go ahead, Mikey. Father. Thank you for letting us be the steward of God Stories Radio. Thank you. Right now, we want to go to you, Father, for the pending hurricane that is bearing down on Florida, the East Coast, the Gulf. Who knows where it's going to go, Father? But we are asking for your help, your guidance from that storm, Father, and take it to We could ask for it to just disappear, but take it to somewhere where it's not going to do as much damage as it could. Uh, And here we are at God Stories Radio, Father, and I do pray that um, all of the words that come out of all of our mouths tonight, Father, they are all coming from you. They're all from the Holy Spirit. So for those someones out there that you have already planned on listening to this, to give them the hope, the courage, and the comfort to take it through and through the power of our Christian testimony. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Powerful, Mikey. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, we're still remembering all those folks in Houston. Oh, wow. Good yes. grief. I hope that thing doesn't get in the Gulf. <clears throat> Me too. Yeah, I want it to miss us, but not at the expense of those folks. Right. Mm-hmm. Good mm-hmm. grief. I know. Uh, I kept uh, praying that it would just kind of turn back into the Atlantic Ocean and just not bother well, anybody. Well, that would be, hey man, that would that'd be best case that scenario. Would be the best that's case for scenario sure. Because the west side of the hurricane is the easiest side, so to speak. Oh, I mean, you bet. None of it is, but the, the west side is the easiest. So if it skirted up the coast, it'll just be uh, some rain, yes, and winds, but it won't be as devastating. Amen to that. Amen to that. Well. Baby, you got some shout-outs over there? I sure do. I have some Facebook likes, so I want to say thank you to Spirit Hawk for giving us a Facebook like. Oh, I think she was on the show, right? Spirit Hawk. I want to say Spirit Hawk is either um, Sherry Sherry's husband. Oh, okay. Or um, possibly Spirit Hawk is um, somebody else that I was talking to about being on the show. Oh, okay. Yep. And then Janice Grady. Janice, thank you. 
and Letitia Gallimore. Letitia, thank you. Thank you for liking us on Facebook. We appreciate that. Yeah, we sure do. And guys, we have some exciting new regions listening. All right. So we have Wien or Wine, Austria. Austria. Yes. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Welcome. And then we have Argo or Argau, Switzerland. Switzerland. Wow. And Vaud, Switzerland. Switzerland. All right. Thanks for listening out there. Wow. To our Switzerland brothers and sisters, welcome. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Drop us a line at GodStoriesRadio at gmail.com. Let us know you're listening and anything you hear uh, that may be blessing you because it's been our only agenda from the get-go. And we appreciate you. And, uh, you know, like us on uh, iHeartRadio, too, if you have iHeartRadio out there. It's a great way to listen. Or you can always listen live and uh, listen to me uh, screw up things <laughs> before I can edit them. Mixler.com, God-Stories-Radio, right there. Mikey, what do you got over there? I just have uh, a guest. I can't wait to get to our guest. We're going to keep her waiting no longer. And uh, she was uh, referred to us. She was. She was actually referred to us by your friend, Stacy Johnson. Love that guy. And... Um, I, I I miss him, and uh, I wish we were doing conventions together. I mean, I just just love that guy, and uh, hope to see him soon. And I was so uh, happy that uh, he had somebody to refer to us, and I can't wait. And so, she's a real prayer warrior. Is too. she? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I like to partner with those. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, Mikey, who we got? Well, she has hosted over 120 television shows since 2004. Was that 120? 120. Wow. Uh, Became known as the go-to media personality for Charlotte's faith-based community. And... I believe she's an author also. She has a ministry called In His Presence Global Ministries. And, um, I mean, she's just, she's a big advocate for her community. That sounds like the surrounding community. She's a huge advocate for her uh, her area in Charlotte there, Mm -hmm. North Carolina. So I give you Donica Hudson. Donica, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. Pleasure to be on with you. It's a pleasure having you. Absolutely. We're so glad you could make it. Yeah. It, it is good that we both know Stacy Johnson. What a great guy. Oh, isn't he, though? We used to actually work together doing conventions as well. Him yeah. and Lee, they're like Batman and Robin, man. They just uh, <laughs> they, <laughs> they do everything Aren't together, they? man. They just put together big, yeah. huge conventions, and they're such people, persons, and uh, I just love those guys. Yeah, they're a great team. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what you do and, and your story, and we are uh, home of the shameless plug here at God Stories Radio, so uh, if you've got anything to plug, <laughs> feel free to do so, and we're gonna, just going to turn it over to you and try not to interrupt you. Well, thank you so much, and I appreciate your having me on the show. Um, I came to know the Lord as not just um, my go-to-heaven card, but as my Savior and to really give my life to Him. Around about my senior year in college, I was a senior at Wake Forest University not that long ago, just the 80s. <laughs> and, um, You're in good company. <laughs> well, good, good. And um, 
you know, I, I began to realize when I was working at the time, I was going to school and I was doing some modeling and commercial work on the side. And one of the guys I worked with had a relationship with the Lord and I had religion. And it was at that point that I realized I needed and wanted what she had. And that was to know the God who created me and to be able to hear back from him. Because I, prior to that, didn't realize what I was lacking. It was more of a mental ascent and just do the rules of religion and uh, you'll go to heaven. And when I saw the difference between her life and my life and the power that she had when she prayed, uh, God began to do a new thing in my heart and I became what we would call born again, baptized in the Holy Spirit. And um, at that point, my life changed 360 degrees from just, you know, uh, being a partier and, <laughs> and praying for God to keep me out of trouble to actually saying, God, why did you create me? Where am I going? Where's the, what's the purpose of my life? And if there are people listening here right now, uh, maybe you can identify with this. You, you've kind of been going along thinking, oh, I'm a good person, but you've never really pondered or come in contact with people, or maybe you have, and you just thought, oh, they're just religious. But you liked what you saw, and you wanted what they have. And it is so simple to receive. All you have to do is ask the Lord to come into your heart and show you why he created you. It was that simple. And when God did that, it sent me into a call to ministry. And that entire people listening is actually the most wonderful thing ever. You don't have to be a weirdo to be in ministry. I mean, you guys seem pretty cool. We're out here doing what we would call ministry, giving people hope. And people need hope right now. Well, you use that term weirdo loosely. Yeah. Pardon? Yeah. He turned that, that term Absolutely. weirdo very loosely because uh, he he seems to choose weirdos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. But what my point is that people can still be relevant. Amen. And they can still you can still identify. And you don't have to be perfect to be a Christian. You just got to be forgiven. You know, and it's That's so it. hard to drive that point home to people, isn't it, Donica? It is, it is, because, you know, when you when you just have a mental idea or a mental assent towards God, which is really doing a bunch of rules, then it, it's not relationship, and you think it can be achieved by just doing the right things, and then you find out how utterly fruitless and impossible that is. Totally impossible. So he didn't call us to be perfect. He called us to pursue him as he pursues us, and then he gives us the ability to obey him. And when we screw up, he picks us up, dusts us off, and says, okay, you're going to get it right. He's always a God of second, third, fourth, fifth, fifth. Mm-hmm. Thank know? goodness. Thank goodness and, for that. Yeah. You know, I just felt like you know, I could tell you a million testimonies about what the Lord's done with me and even miraculous things that have happened throughout um, the last three decades of serving the Lord. Um, but when I started praying before this interview, the Lord really impressed me that the timing of this interview was planned by him almost two months ago, Tina, when you called me. Right. And only he would have known. We would have, we'd be at the point of hurricanes bearing down on us, both in Florida and North Carolina, Georgia. And I'm in North Carolina. Right. And so the Lord clearly said, turn to Psalm 89. And I flipped there, and I'd like to share some scriptures to encourage and comfort. That'd be oh, amazing. Lord of hosts, who is mighty as you are. Oh, Lord, with your faithfulness all around you, you rule the raging 
of the sea. When its waves rise, you still them. So God, we pray, Psalm 89, over all the waves that are rising around Florida, around the East Coast, around the Western Coast of Florida, and we ask you, God, to fill them in the name of Jesus, according to your word. And in Psalm 67, I'm sorry, Psalm 65 and 7, by awesome deeds, you answer us with righteousness, O God of our salvation, the hope of all the ends of the earth, and of the farthest seas, and the one who by his strength established the mountains, being girded with might, who fills the roaring of the seas, the roaring of their waves, the tumult of the people, so that those who dwell at the ends of the earth are in awe of your son. God, we are in awe of you, Lord. We know you are the author and the finisher of our faith, and you simply want us to know you. God, we know that you use nature. You, you created the earth and the mountains and the seas, and you use it as a sign to point people to you. God, we acknowledge you that you are the God of our hope, and you have the power to seal the sea. So, God, we ask you to seal the sea. And right now, I would ask listeners, do you know this God who created the mountains and the sea? Because he surely wants to know you. And then again, in this last uh, chapter of Job, 38, 11, and now Job has gone through massive devastation. And when we look at the people in Houston and what could happen in Florida with devastation, Job knew it well. In fact, his life could probably parallel more than anything what people have gone through in Houston who may have lost everything. Job lost his family, his fortune, everything that he owned. And then he starts questioning God because he was a faithful man. And he says, and God answers him and he says, where were you, Job, when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me, if you have understanding, who determined its measurement? Surely you know, or stretched the line upon it. Or what were its bases sunk? Or who laid its cornerstone when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy? Or who shut in the sea with doors when it burst out of the womb, when I made clouds its garment and thick darkness its swallowing band and prescribed limits for that sea? And set bars and doors and said, Thus for shall you come thus far shall you come and no further, and here shall your proud waves be saved. God, we again ask you to say to the seas surrounding Florida, proud waves be saved in the name of Jesus. God, I agree with my brothers and sisters who open this broadcast by praying for the land and praying against the devastation and destruction. God, we acknowledge you that you created the heavens, earth, the seas, mankind, all of us, and you still rule. And God, we turn to you just as Job did, and we repent on behalf of any sin in the land, just as Job repented. And we say, God, forgive us, for we know not what we've done as a nation and as faith, and we ask that you would restore, you would restore from all devastation, even for Houston, that we covered that state as well, that uh, the state of Texas as well, and Louisiana. And God, we recognize that you created us and you love us, and it's your desire to restore. Lord, you're not a God that wants to destroy, but you do want us to recognize you. And Lord, we're fully aware in Matthew 24 that these are birth pangs, hurricanes, and, and, and tornadoes, and these type of things. They're signs 
that Jesus is coming soon. There's signs at the close of the age. So God, I ask that right now, everyone in the hearing of this broadcast, if they have any questions about who they are, that they would know that you created us, that they would revere your word that has just been read, and they would say, Jesus, I accept you as my risen Lord and Savior, and I ask you to come into my heart now. Show me why I was created and set me on your right path. And that was what the Lord put on my heart to share with you. And be encouraged, Florida. Do not fear. God is with you. I'm so glad that you shared that. I kind of had to deliver that first before I could tell you guys much more about me because... Who really cares about me when you're facing devastation? Well, I feel, I feel encouraged already. I've, I feel like I've been to church. I mean, the yeah. hair's up on my arms. You can definitely tell she's a prayer warrior. Oh, man. You know, wow. I, I pulled up Psalm 65, um, Donica, when you were um, speaking mm-hmm. along there, and I have the New Living Translation, and this verse jumped out at me, verse 7. You quieted the Uh raging oceans with the pounding waves Mm -hmm. and silenced the shouting of the nations. Mm. Yeah, that that jumps off that page at me, too. It's just just amazing. I mean, we can have no doubt there's three different scriptures here uh, in in God's Word that talk about how He created and He put the foundations of everything we know in place, the universe. And so who are we to question? All we need to do is just submit to Him and he wants to protect us. He really does. I think, you know, during this time, it's so easy to get our eyes, kind of like Peter, off of Jesus and onto the way. Yeah. And God's saying, no, peace be still. Look at me. My remnant is safe with me. Just keep coming towards me. It's just you know, And that's not to say that people shouldn't evacuate and do things like that. Um, I'm sincerely speaking to the spiritual side of things here. Yeah. People need to call on the name of Jesus, and they don't you know, in times of trouble. And he tells us, he tells us, call upon his name. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. It shouldn't be a last resort. Pardon? It shouldn't be a last resort. No, it shouldn't. And unfortunately, a lot of us don't, don't know. And, um, a lot of people listening may not know. And it's the first time they've heard this. And sometimes it takes coming in contact with other people who are moving in this kind of faith and understanding of God and His Word to say, that's what I want. And it's here for you. I'm telling you, if you're listening right now, God is here for you. And it's not coincidence that you're listening to this broadcast. He determines everything. The Lord says in His Word that a man or a woman makes their plan, but the Lord orders their footsteps. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. Well, Donica, yeah. we have a we have a saying here in God Stories Radio, and we call it the um, two by four upside the head or uh, baseball <laughs> bat upside the head. You know, and I know you've probably got a lot of things you could talk about, and but you know, uh, I just feel impressed to ask you, you know, for the listeners that are out there, what was the um, the turning point in your life? How did uh, the father get your attention? And, you know, what were some of the occurrences leading up to that point? And then, you know, where are you now? Well, I was pursuing the worldly things of fame and fortune and um, doing a lot of modeling and auditioning for movies and that kind of thing. 
and uh, the Lord absolutely grabbed a hold of my heart in the midst of it all and called me onto the mission field. And it was the most radical change, so much <laughs> that my mom and dad, <laughs> when I went on the mission field to Europe and I was working with some uh, wonderful missionaries with YWAM, my mom and dad thought I had lost it because I changed so radically, mm-hmm. you know, and, and now, you know, they totally understand, but um, it, it was night and day, and it, you know, truly, I, if I embody the scripture, the old has died and the new has the new now lived in me, the newness of the Holy Spirit died in me, and what happened was I found out how empty money and um, fame and all of that was. It just I had been offered an opportunity to go out to California and have a movie role, and the people just were not living for the Lord, and it was honestly kind of scary. They were doing drugs and this kind of stuff, and um, I just really had to come to Jesus, and I had been modeling with a gal who had relationship with the Lord, and she just really ministered to me and said, you know, you need, and God sent also another person at the same time, but she just really said, this is about a relationship. And then she would pray and I would watch God answer her prayers. And I was like, this is, there's something real to this. For instance, she prayed one time for a Hardee's commercial and there were no auditions for a Hardee's commercial. And I said, why in the world are you praying for a Hardee's commercial? Did I just always wanted to do one. You know, we were young kids mm-hmm. in our twenties and, and, um, and so, sure enough, two weeks later, there's this big cattle call in Atlanta for 300 people to audition for Marty's commercial, and she got it out of 300 people. And the Lord really got my attention. <laughs> that is a whale of a hamburger from, from the South, you know. That's uh, Yeah, was... and then we were doing a modeling road show my senior year in college, and where we would, it was good extra money. We had a team, we traveled to different malls and did runway modeling. And see, um, whenever the chips were down and everybody else was, totally living like the world they would come to her and i would room with her and i'd go out dancing and partying with everybody at night and then i'd come back to the room and she of course would stay in she'd be reading her bible and i'm like are are you seriously having any fun and she's like oh i have more fun now and that really got my attention too because i saw a piece in her that i didn't have and my mom used to say you know you're like a worm on a hot rock she never knew what city I was going to be in. <laughs> and she would call me, and there's no telling what city I was in, because I was a spokesmodel for this company out of Canada, and I traveled with them my senior year, and then doing all these other things. And uh, so, that, you know, and I was not at peace at all. Not at all. And that's when God got my attention. I wanted peace. I realized the money was empty, and I realized that fame certainly wasn't going to. Um, to fill that void, that God hole in my heart that only the Holy Spirit can fill. And that's how it happened. That's awesome. Amen to that. Yeah, yeah. So what are you, you know, doing? I, you know, I did start going to the church. I can't I can't say, oh, this all just happened by myself. No, the body of Christ is there for a purpose. And, and God brought me into wonderful the church. I started going to um, Central Church in Charlotte, and they had this huge singles group. And we just had a ball, and everybody plugged in. There was accountability and love. We had a great pastor who really preached the Word of God without compromise. And it really set me on the right path to knowing the Lord. Um, and I, from that point on, I was, I was on fire for God, and I have never looked back. And that was um, 30 years ago. <laughs> 
So talk about, um, if you would, Donica, what, about some of the things you're working on now. Okay. Well, as I, you know, began to pursue the Lord, He began to really impress a call on my life to focus on revival. And uh, I remember I didn't meet and marry my husband until we were both 31, and we met through church, through the singles group, and um, and I just knew he was the one. And so as as we began to, for we got married, and then um, after that, the Lord spoke to my heart, and he said, he first told me before I got married, you won't go into full-time ministry until you're married. So then when Todd and I got married, he said, you won't go into full-time ministry until you have children, plural. <laughs> and I thought, well, great, just dangle that carrot way out there, God, you know. And in, in, in retrospect, I can see what he was doing. He was really establishing me. And the first year of our marriage, uh, we moved out to California, and Todd was working on a contract in Silicon Valley. And I was able to uh, go to a wonderful Bible school, and so did Todd, and uh, that really, really prepared me. And um, and I could see what God was doing as I looked back. And I remember sitting in that big church. It was Jubilee in San Jose, California. I know it very the Lord well. Spoke to me and, I know it very yes, well. I yes, used to live in San Jose. No way! Yeah, yeah, yep. I sure did. Yeah. Jubilee. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's so cool. What a great church and what a great pastor. And, um, and that's when the Lord said, you won't go into full-time ministry until you have children. And then I understood after I had children, because if you have a child, you know there's no greater love than what you have for your children. You would die for your children easily. Mm-hmm. And the Lord wanted me to understand the love the Father had for the Son. Mm-hmm. And He wanted me to be able to communicate that in everything I did. And uh, He also, you know, has plans for our family pertaining to revival and and spoke to me that uh, in many ways my children would represent revival their names their birth dates and I've seen that come to pass it's just been amazing my my first son Davis um, the Lord spoke to me about these last days the raising of the Davidic tabernacle in Acts 15 and how he says Davis means son of David and how God is going to raise that not only is that a, a parallel for our bodies, but he truly is going to have 24-7 prayer, praise, and work established in the earth again as as we come into a revival that I believe will usher in the second coming of the Lord Jesus. And then I had a daughter, say I have a daughter, Salem. She was born on 2-22-2002. Wow. <laughs> and if anybody's ever read Lou Engle's book about 2-2-2 and how it means revival and all the scriptures that... that coincide with 222 about revival you would understand um and she is truly a revival baby um and uh then i have lucas and he's my little white one he's got blonde hair and blue eyes a precious little fella and you know god called us to pick up and leave um charlotte and move to the highlands here in north carolina um i'm still very involved with the city and still uh intend to keep on uh, using media to promote what we're doing but up here in the Highlands, uh, God has a purpose. He has a purpose for broadcasting revival and uh, shepherding global revival through uh, media up here. And God began to speak to me. Uh, we, I focused on revival from 2004, 2009 in Charlotte with a TV show called Charlotte Alive. And you, go, you can go to my YouTube channel and uh, pick that up under Charlotte Alive 
on YouTube and see how God uh, used that TV show to lay the foundation for what revival is and how he uses people. It's not a bunch of um, Christianese. It is how God is at work through all the seven mountains of culture to bring us to a knowledge of him and what he is saying about the coming revival. Because we've, we've seen pockets of revival. We've seen it popping here and there in different places, West Virginia, uh, Burlington, North Carolina, down in Florida, different places. But what God has, has been showing me is that just like there's been pockets of revival, there's also been pockets of judgment where people have revolted. And there's been um, massive things, of killings and things like that. And God is going to bring a revival that absolutely envelops our nation and the globe as Jesus returns. It's not his will for mankind not to know him. And um, he, every opportunity, even when nature revolts, like it has here uh, in Matthew uh, 24, when he's talking about famines and earthquakes in various places and all these are the beginning of the birth pains of the return of Jesus, you know, the Lord also says a little bit later on, he said, for as were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. So what God is saying is, let's be aware. He's given us his word to say, let's be aware that he is at work here and look up. <laughs> look up and know Jesus. Know him before he comes. So what the Lord did after this TV show called us in Charlotte to just... Um, get the word out about revival, he began to move in the area of Christian activism for me with government. It, it came to a place for me in Charlotte where I was so vexed in the spirit by the, uh, by really the tactics of the enemy to steal my children's minds and hearts that I could no longer keep silent. And so, um, you know, we've had to deal with certain things that like, um, the opening of restaurants where my own daughter encountered a man in the restaurant. And um, that's not okay. Uh, that is simply not okay. And we needed to stand up. And so a group of pastors, we all got together and we still, uh, they're a force to be reckoned with, are standing for righteousness. They're not, um, they're a very loving group. They're not a hate group by any means, but they are standing up for the rights of children. And, um, you know, it got to be it got to be so bad that um, my I had to end up speaking in Raleigh at the Charlotte Government Plaza um, simply because the children need an advocate. And to think that we have to stand up and say, uh, "No, it's not okay for grown men to undress in showered locker rooms and bathrooms with little girls" is absurd, mm -hmm. and it's laid out in scriptures. Right here in Matthew, it talks about, and many, it says, and lawlessness will be increased, and the love of the world will go cold. In Matthew 24, verse 12, it's just lawlessness. What, you can't even say or determine you're a boy or a girl, so let's just force everybody into this? No. And so, you know, these are things that we all had to stand up for and say, you know, it's okay. Title IX of federal law provides for you if you are having gender issues, to go into another restaurant. And that's provided for. So we weren't mean, but we as the body of Christ must have a voice. 
And for so long, we have been silenced. And that's why I'm so glad that you have God stories, because people can come on here like myself and testify about the goodness of God, how he is a loving God. He's not a hateful God, but he is a God who empowers his people to stand up and speak what is right so that we will not perish before our time. And that's what, uh, so that's kind of what moved me into Christian activism. And as that began to happen, um, the Lord put on my heart. I interviewed um, a pastor from South Africa on the radio in Charlotte, and he put out a call. This was in May of 2013. And he said, if you, if, if you want Charlotte to be protected, uh, this is a city. So God sent him over. He's been here over 10 times. This is Pastor Andre Vainall to Charlotte because the Lord pointed that city out to him. He didn't even know what the city was when God first revealed this to him and said, this is a birthplace of revival. And then the Lord began to reveal to me covenant roots. Charlotte actually was the birthplace of religious freedom before the Declaration of Independence in 1776, July 4th. Charlotte has called the Mecklenburg Declaration of Independence on May 20th of 1775. And so if you're an enemy and you want to cut off a nation's root of freedom, of religious freedom, you go, spiritually speaking, you go to the root in that birthplace, Charlotte. So that's part of the reason we've had so many battles. And Pastor Andre said on that radio show, someone has got to do a proclamation. And the king of the state, who is a governor, who has the authority, needs to sign it. It needs to be a proclamation that they have prayer, fasting, and humiliation to protect the state from, it, he named types of judgment, including things like hurricanes. And then <laughs> nature revolt. And so it took a while, but Governor McCrory actually signed that. The Lord put it on me to, to write it. I kept thinking somebody else is going to hear this on the radio and they'll write it, but the Lord said, no, you put it together. And um, Governor McCrory signed it when he was still in office. And the coolest thing uh, happened. It, it called for a day of prayer, fasting, and humility, just like it quoted Abraham Lincoln. Because when Abraham Lincoln did this for our country, um, the, the North won, and the slave, slavery was abolished. And that's God's heart for righteousness to stand. And so during the Charlotte riots, we had never gotten to actually do the proclamation. The governor signed it, but we never got to pray it through because the signature came through after the date of May 20th. Um, I got it in the mail. So... Um, what happened is during the Charlotte riots, the Lord opened the door for me to go and stand with the African-American pastors of the city and to read the governor's proclamation. And they, as the fathers of the city, agreed with the king of the state, Governor McCrory, and with Abraham Lincoln, the forefather. And it, that's what I would call a third heaven prayer. It is a covenant that is already in heaven. And they agreed with that that uh, the religious freedom, we even quoted the Mecklenburg Declaration of Independence, where religious freedom would be preserved and all rioting would be stopped. And after that, in the center of the city during the riots, after we did that, there was not another death in Charlotte. That's so amazing. God's word mm-hmm. works. And when cool. we agree with our forefathers who knew him and covenanted with him, we are praying what's called third heaven prayers. And we're agreeing, and there is a force of covenant in history it's like jumping into this mighty roaring river and a healthy one 
It's like jumping into that and, and agreeing with all of heaven to preserve what our forefathers and soldiers died for us to have, and that is freedom to worship God the Father and Jesus the Son and the Holy Spirit. And incidentally, President Trump also proclaimed a National Day of Prayer September 3rd of this year for the victims of Hurricane yeah. Harvey, which mm-hmm. I thought was a very bold move. Yes, yes. He, um, I believe that God is using him tremendously. Absolutely. Uh, so much. Yes, he, he really is. In fact, um, when our children were in jeopardy, the Lord really put it on my heart to join with Alliance Pending Freedom and bring suit against the government for not protecting children in restrooms, locker rooms, and showers. And that landed me a spot on the Women for Trump bus, speaking in North Carolina, mm-hmm. uh, the week prior to Trump's election. And, the, you know, what I found was in these grassroots cities, the media never reported this, the people were calling on the name of God. They were asking for God to bring righteousness. And they were saying, whoever you're going to use, do it. And God is doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, Trump is not the package that everybody thought is going to be, you know, he's not the pastor in chief, but God is using him in a mighty way. And, and I, I am so thankful I that know, he is our president. I know that God is using him in a mighty way because I look at the backlash and it can't be anything but the enemy's backlash. You know, when you look exactly. at you look at mm-hmm. the hate inspired um emotion and just the fuel of this fire that is coming out of people it's just you know Mm -hmm. there's no other explanation for it because these people just absolutely hate him yep and it's you nailed it yep you nailed it in matthew 24 it says it just quotes actually what you just said it says that too what you just spoke is a sign of the close of the age which is jesus's return and it says um, and then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. Mm-hmm. We haven't, we've never seen hate like this. No, we haven't. We haven't. Mm-hmm. And he's probably the best president we've had he, in years. Yeah, absolutely. Decades. Amen. Absolutely. Yep. Amen. For what he's been and doing. that leads me to the next thing that the Lord had me to share. Um, Tom Phillips wrote a book on revival. And Tom Phillips is the vice president of Billy Graham Library in Charlotte. He's a dear friend of mine. And he was the first one to endorse the proclamation that the governor signed. And so I am endeared to him. And uh, he asked me to speak on his one of his uh, national prayer calls for revival about his book. And God began to speak to me. And he said, I am marrying church government and civil government and news. And by that, what God was saying to me was that, no, we're not changing democracy. What he's saying is that those of us who are the church, are going to occupy offices in government, Mm -hmm. and we're going to legislate on earth as it is in heaven. Mm -hmm. Amen. And by that, there is a reformation coming. And we we know, we see see the resistance Trump is getting with reforming the government. There's also a reformation in the church coming to, in the purpose of it all, the reformation in the church and the reformation in the government is to sustain revival. You know, I and just... that is God's purpose because in, and I go back to church history. You know, we didn't need to, the church didn't pray for revival. For 325 years, the early church was in revival. There just, was no need to pray for it. 
But what happened was when Constantine came into power and reformed the church in 325, he uh, appointed, you know, created basilicas and modeled it after mankind and put a, a one, a big throne up on the, the stand. And so therefore, that fivefold model in Ephesians 4 with uh, all the gifts offered from 1 Corinthians, just, it just shut it down. And, so, and he shut down all the home churches as well that were operating. And so what I see happening now is a reformation in the church going back to the Ephesians 4 and the 1 Corinthians model. That will sustain revival, mm-hmm. where it's not snuffed out. And a government that will not snuff it out. We finally have a president that's favorable and is not going to snuff out the body of Christ. In fact, I happen to be in a clergy uh meeting a clergy roundtable with Trump before he became president in Charlotte and he was saying and he's done this that he, he thought it was absolutely unfair and illegal and against our constitution to have shut down uh, the pastors from speaking the truth in the pulpit and uh, with the Johnson Amendment and he, he has done he's exactly addressed these things and he regularly uh, seeks the counsel of the church Mm-hmm. and church leaders in our nation to to govern. Mm-hmm. And I think that God has, God has made it very clear if we don't have a government that is favorable to the church, they can't, it will be able to snuff out uh, revival just like it did in church history. I mean, you can see it over and over in church history when Christians didn't take office and it got snuffed out or we all migrated and hovered on a hill and God is reorganizing everything and instead of resisting it what we as the body of christ need to do is pray for those in authority and ask the lord are you called to run for an office mm-hmm. is there a jurisdiction uh in somewhere locally that he's calling you to serve in um or some type of office because god has plans for us to prosper us to give us a and a hope and i more than anything i want anybody who hears this broadcast tonight to have hope that we have a God who knows us, knows the number of hairs on our head. He knows what our government needs. He knows what our church needs. He knows what our states need. And he created those waves that we're all afraid of. And we ask right now in Jesus' name, Lord, that you would shepherd. You would shepherd your people. That you would not only preserve the remnant, but that you would also speak and gather in those who are yours that have not yet accepted you. That they, too, when they hear this broadcast, they would contact Tina and they would let her know, hey, I made a decision on that broadcast. You gave me hope that my God loves me and he's not trying to kill me. And, and God, I ask right now, instill hope. Send the host of heaven. Loose the ministering angels to everyone in the range of my voice. Give them hope. Infuse them. Let them, let them know the God who created them and let them see their destiny come forth in the name of Jesus. Amen. I want to I want to go back to uh, when you were talking about the uh, the pastor, the pastors that came, and I think someone came in from Oklahoma, from a certain Indian tribe. Oh, you saw that on my uh, YouTube channel. Yeah, and you, you you're yeah, in, in your area. You, in your area, you've been expe- you were experiencing drought. That's correct. Oh yeah. And you had to okay. you had to have this stuff done and 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 you know like you said you had to have the governor sign the stuff and something because the 
we took the land away from uh, this tribe? That's right. You, well, here's what happened. And if, if you're wondering what we're talking about and you're listening, you can go to uh, Charlotte Alive on YouTube, and there's a category there for Native American Reconciliation, where there's quite a few shows. Charlotte was experiencing a severe drought. Businesses were closing. Um, people were really in dire straits, and, and it was not good. And it was the worst drought in 100 years. So um, I get a phone call. I've had the show on the air for a while. I get a phone call that Pastor Andre from South Africa is coming into town, and he he has the word about the drought. Well, I didn't have the studio booked at the time, and um, I didn't call back. And then uh, my friend called again, and I knew she was not the type to just call over nothing. And uh, she said, I really think you need to hear this. It really goes along with revival and the whole mention of your TV program. So Pastor Andre came to the house. We taped him. And that show ended up having to be sent. It was requested by the White House and the governor's office. So God really used this man. He's the same man that I interviewed uh, in May of 2013 and referred to earlier about the proclamation. God has sent him to Charlotte many times because Charlotte is a key city uh, with regard to revival and preserving our rights in America. This is a birthplace. So when he came... He had had this incredible dream, and you can pull this up under the Native American Reconciliation, under Pastor Andre Vainol, B-A-Y-N-O-L, if you're listening. But in a nutshell, God had given him a dream about Charlotte and about the Trail of Tears. He knew nothing. He didn't know our history. No. This was many years ago, over a decade ago. So, of course, thank God for Google. He Googled it and found out, oh, this is the Cherokee Trail of Tears. Well, interestingly enough, I have a little bit of Cherokee background. And so I was all ears, and I was listening. And as I interviewed him, he not only laid out the problem, but he gave God's perspective, which was revealed to him supernaturally, that these were broken treaties and covenants mm -hmm. with the Native people who had a jurisdictional authority to this land. And God didn't take it lightly that we, the whites, white man, the white government, had come in and lied repeatedly, repeatedly uh, to the Native peoples and ended up sending them on a trail of tears to Oklahoma where most of the, a, a big portion of them died. And it was, you know, it was sin. And God does not link that sin. No. Uh, we, we have to, repentance has to be made. Just as we do in our personal lives, we need to repent when we do wrong. Absolutely. As a nation and as a government, we must repent or there will be consequences and God will get our attention. He got our attention with the drought. And, and that, so what happened almost, is God uh, used a wonderful gal who, uh, Allison Musing, and pulled her into uh, a new focus with Native American Reconciliation and she pulled together uh, first she brought Nigel Big Pond to my house and I interviewed him during the drought. Nigel I love that guy. He's amazing. God just uses him in so many profound ways with our country. But he laid out really what was done. And to my amazement, when he held his hands up, he showed that the stack of broken treaties by our government was a good six inches thick. That many. Oh. That many. And that many lives were devastated because of this. And so what happened is this culminated into a repentance in Murphy, North Carolina, in the mountains, where 
uh, we had government leaders from North Carolina and Tennessee who were there who repented on behalf of the government wrong for the Native peoples, and the tribal chiefs were there, and there was a foot-washing ceremony. And after this was done, it began to rain, and the, the drought was broken. It's amazing how God wants his will done in the earth, and he will reveal it to people. And he, he revealed that to a team of people through first bringing Pastor Andre here and then putting Allison Musing on it, and then he just used me to cover it with the media. Right. And uh, his will was accomplished. Now, there, there can be cycles of drought, too, and we prayed for that whole cycle to be broken as well. Right, and Donica, Does that answer the question? Well, yes, but um, if you think about it, there was something that exact same happened in the Bible with David and Solomon. Oh, or yeah. not Solomon, um, Saul. David uh, was in a drought, was for three and a half years, if I remember correctly. And he had to go to God, and God told him because Saul had uh, killed all the Gibeonites that that they weren't supposed to, because uh, Joshua had made a covenant with them that they weren't just, they weren't gonna they were just gonna be their slaves and all. But then Saul came in and killed them, almost all of them. And so David had to go to the Lord, and because of the the three and a half year drought, and ask the Lord what uh, you know what he should do. And then he had to go to the Gibeonites, and they had to take uh, I think it was seven. Um, males of Saul and kill him. But that's almost the exact mm -hmm. same thing. Mm -hmm. You're exactly right, and that's a perfect biblical example. This is nothing new under the sun, but we as a Western culture were just not typically, even in the body of Christ, aware of this stuff. You know, I can't express enough how important the work is that you do, Donica. People who pray oh. for this country and pray for our leaders and you know, are trying to help make these proclamations. And you guys are the backbone of the country because so many people do not pray. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I think, and, you know, that's talking to God. I mean, yeah. if you have relationships, you talk to a person. You know, I'm so grateful for organizations like IHOP, International House of Prayer, and I know you've worked Amen. with them. Yeah, I know you've worked with them, too. And yeah, people who have this calling in their life, they're very special, Donica, and we're mm -hmm. very grateful for the work that you do. Yes, thank you Well, I'm very grateful much. for the work you're doing. Think how many people's lives you're touching. Well, it was uh, 61 one countries that we know of, that we know of Donica, and, uh, and then we're on... Uh, the Lord's just blessed us with so many different outlets, you know, we have on iHeartRadio, which we can't even... We, could, we couldn't fathom, but I guarantee you it's more than 61 countries. Yeah, on on an iTunes, and there's just so many avenues, and and uh, it always reminds me of the conversation I had with the Lord a few months back, and I was just kind of having a pity party, and I was like, I was really tired of being a mamby-pamby Christian, and I said, Lord, you said that we would do greater things, and that we would... We would see greater things than even you accomplished, and he, and he just says, you know, uh, you know, the Lord's got a sense of humor, and he says, uh, you know, he brought into my mind studio and GSR, and then immediately I thought, we're speaking to sixty-one countries at one time. <laughs> you know, he taught in the synagogues and in the streets mm -hmm. and stuff like that, but we're speaking to people around the world, mm -hmm. at, and. You know, I'm just I'm just so blown away by that. We really are 
doing and seeing greater things, you know, through technology mm. and whatnot. And brings me to another point. Yeah. I really enjoyed uh, Franklin Graham when he was going around and uh, doing the, it wasn't crusading for Trump, but he was just crusading mm-hmm. to Christians to, to stand up and vote. And then he was encouraging them to run for office, mm-hmm. to really search your soul yeah. and see if you should run for office. Mm-hmm. And uh, Amen. Yeah. And they're out there in uh, Samaritan's Purse is out there, you know, helping out in Texas, doing a lot of work. Yeah. They do so many good things. That organization just they love them. They do. Just had dinner with um, a couple that works for Samaritan's Purse because we live near them up here. We're actually, uh, our house is what we do. You would call Beach Mountain in the center of the Billy Graham Triangle, mm-hmm. where um, you've got Samaritan's Purse, and you've got the Cove in Asheville, and then the library down in Charlotte. And I believe that God is really using this organization, uh, and their Blue Ridge Broadcasting, I believe, will one day shepherd global revival, and uh, you guys included. In fact, I'd like to pray for your station really quick, your, your radio channel, if I may. That'd be oh, amazing. you may, you may, because I, I don't feel like anything is a coincidence, mm-hmm. and I don't feel like you being here at this present time is a coincidence in our relationship with you, and I just, uh, I feel like the Lord's going to put people in your path to have on the on the program, and and I, I'm just, I'm thrilled. I'm so excited with what the possibilities and what God could do. So yes, please pray for us. I will. I will. Lord, I just thank you for the obedience that these guys have shown to do what you call them to do. It takes guts, but it also takes spirit leading. And Lord, I ask right now in Jesus name that you give them, um, like I see a vortex coming out of you, a, a beam, you know how a projector beams out and you see the big picture. Mm-hmm. I ask God right now for the vision to come into such clarity, but it also is being expanded. So, God, I ask for you to give them the big picture of what you're going to use DSR to do. And, Lord, I know it's connected with revival. I know that they will help cover revival because if they're already in 61 countries, Lord, I know you mean for your word and the good news of what you're doing in the earth to get around the world. If everyone would know about Jesus. So I ask right now, bring them what they need. Bring them the funds. Send the angels and the host right now to bring them the funds. Bring them the uh, the guests, the speakers, the, the, those who need to be interviewed. Bring them the audience. Bring them expanded global audience in Jesus' name. God, I ask for you to give them a unity amongst the hosts. I ask for you to give them laser-like vision that the vision carrier would be able to clearly lay it out according to Habakkuk 2, and that God, your word, and your perfect will regarding these end times will be accomplished through GSR, God's Glory Radio, in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you. I'd I'd like to... I'm excited of what he's going to do. I'm encouraged. I'll tell you what. Yeah, I know. I'm fired up. (laughs) Yeah, man. I wanted to leave the listeners with this word. Um... You know, I felt compelled to look up the word revival because we have so many different countries listening in and, you know, what the dictionary defines revival as. And it's an improvement in the condition or the strength of something. And then some of the um, words that are similar to revival are things like 
recovery, improvement, rallying, resurgence, upswing, you know, reintroduction, resurrection, reappearance, mm-hmm. regeneration, mm-hmm. rejuvenation, reestablishment. So, you know, think about those things and think about how they tie into our God and what he's told us. Revival is on its way. Yes. Yes. And Tina, that is so valid because if you're broadcasting here to 60 plus countries, revival, you know, vibe means live, but to live again. God wants us to live again in a new way. And the only way we can do that is through the power of the Holy Spirit. There's a dunamis, which is that Greek word is dynamite, a dynamite power that comes to dwell within us. Jesus himself gave us the precedent for that when he was baptized by John the Baptist in the river. And the spirit of the living God came upon him in the form of a dove. And he said, this is my son who I'm well pleased in. For God wanted all of us to experience that type of revival, where we're revived again by the fullness of the Holy Spirit. So anybody who's listening to us right now can receive that type of revival. And that is a dunamis power. That will change your life dramatically, and you'll be in for the adventure of a lifetime. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> well, Donica, it's been such a pleasure having you yes, on the show. Has. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure, and I look forward to sending some of my uh, friends your way because they will love to talk with you. Absolutely, right. we're excited. Absolutely. Yay! <laughs> you really are. I, I've been over here. Uh, chatting away with folks on the um, Mixler because they can talk to us. And it's uh-huh. I've just been having a ball with the listeners, and you've got a lot of fans. <laughs> well, thanks. You know, if they ever want to get in touch with me, they can go to AliveWithDonica.com, and uh, I would love to hear from them. AliveWithDonica.com. Right. Mm-hmm. Or the YouTube channel, Charlotte Alive. Charlotte Alive on youtube Mm -hmm. and um Mm -hmm. if you have a question for donica or anything uh you can also send it to godstoriesradio at gmail.com and we'll forward it to her and um you can tweet us you can tweet us as mikey says on twitter and you know (laughs) like us on facebook facebook.com slash godstoriesradio we'd love to have you like us there and then you'll uh and then follow us on iHeartRadio. radio if you listen to us on iHeartRadio, please follow us so, and uh, we just like to welcome all the new followers on Mixler. Uh, there's so many, I can't even, I can't even count. I know there's four on. I can see Tracy, who's new. Thank you, Tracy, uh, for joining us. And I know that you dialed into a good one tonight. Welcome. And there's four other folks that I can't see, but welcome. And, and thanks for being with us tonight on Mixler.com. So you can follow us on that app as well while you're listening right now, and you'll never miss an episode. So that was session 136. That was session 136. Got it right. <laughs> and you're Fritz. And I am Fritz. I still am. <laughs> Dudamus power. <laughs> Man, I'm. What are you doing over there, Mikey? Got my phone. I, I'm. Donica fired me up. I am just a so like. There, it, it, too bad you're not sitting here with us, Donica. We'd have to perk up some coffee and stay up all night because it's uh it's electric. It's electric in this room right now. 
remote broadcast from up here at the tallest city, the highest city east of the Mississippi. Hey, I'm not scared. I've been up there before. I've done a lot of shows up there with Stacy and the gang and uh, Charlotte, and uh, I've been cool. to I've been to the arena many, many over, and uh, I'd love to come and do some uh, interviews. And in fact, we we talked about that. Mikey had a vision, and the the Lord told him we were oh. going to take it on the road at some point. So well, uh, you have an open door here in the Highlands. Right in the center of the Billy Graham Triangle. Come on up and see us. I ain't scared, Miss Donica. I'll take you up on that. <laughs> ain't scared either. I ain't scared. We'll get us some good barbecue or something and talking to the mic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> good <laughs> well, hang on, with, hang on the line with us, if you would, for a couple of minutes, and um, we're okay. going to wrap up. Uh, we just want to remember the prayer requests, you know, uh, A.J., uh, for one, and I know you had a couple. I mean, this cancer is just ridiculous. You know what? Donica's on the line. I'm just going to have her go for it. Sure. I mean, uh, you have uh, AJ, you have uh, AJ, Brad, Brad, and John. We're just John. getting eat up with Freak Foxes and Patty, cancer victims, uh, Donica. We just need to bind that. It's just getting dumb. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, go ahead. Lord, you want me to pray? Yes, we yeah, do. Go, yes, please. Okay. All right. Dear Lord, Father, we know that Jesus didn't give his life for no reason. Father, we thank you that your word tells us, God, that by his stripes we are the healed. Lord, I thank you also, God, that you established a precedent even before Jesus came into the earth where all the Israelites were healed when the priest broke the body of the sacrificial animal. And then the blood cleansed them of their sins. So, God, we know you set a holy precedent in place, foreshadowing Jesus, the Son of God. And when his body was broken, you provided a never-ending covenant for us where there is perpetual healing. So, God, I ask that everybody who's got any affliction, cancer, whatever the name, it has to bow at the name of Jesus. Jesus' body was broken so that they could be healed. And I ask right now that you send the ministering angels to everybody who can hear my voice who's suffering from any ailment, and you begin the healing process now. God, we know that miracles are instant. So if anyone has a miracle, God, let them shout it. Let them tell anybody and everybody. Let them contact uh, the radio host and let them know immediately what you have done. For God, your plans for us again are to prosper us in health in our body and to give us a good future and a hope in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Woo. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. I'm fired up. <laughs> I am really fired up. Wow. What a great we show. We a good God, don't we? I we, mean, he is so faithful. We could just be here all night, Donna. Mm -hmm. It'd be, it'd be easy really peasy, good. mac and cheesy, but we, we got to go, and we thank the listeners for hanging in there with us um, for the last 62 minutes. It, it hadn't seemed like 62 no. minutes, has it? But, uh, Donna, wow, no, it hasn't. Hang on the line with us there, and uh, and uh, we're just going to um, wrap it up here real quick. Okay. It's just great having everybody out. Just uh, don't forget, we'd like to hear your testimony, uh, God Stories Radio at Gmail. You can write it. You can send it in. We, we'll read them. We're not, we're not scared. We'll read or them. You can call us like Donica did. Call us like Donica did, and you can come sit right here 
in our studio and drink coffee with Mikey because he hates to drink the coffee by himself. So he'd love to have you and a couple of cups of coffee and do some testimony. So anyway, well, that about wraps it up for session 136. Thanks to our host, Donica. Donica. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. God bless. God bless. God bless.